Welcome to the Entrepreneur Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Chris Wright, and this is your place to get strategies for success in business and in life. Now, let's get straight into the show. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Entrepreneur Playbook Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest where we're going to be diving into all things websites, creating your first website, the look and feel of your website, what content you should have on there, how to build it and so much more. And you will be able to find all of the resources and links from today's show over at level10living.co.uk forward slash 17. The guest I have for you today built her first website and learned HTML code at just age 12. She's been featured in Forbes magazine, Entrepreneur magazine, The Huffington Post, and so many more. She's the host of her own podcast, Making the Entrepreneur, where she interviews some amazing people. She is all about helping you create your most amazing and stunning websites. That person is Jessica Tor. Okay, hello and welcome everybody to the Entrepreneur Playbook podcast. Here with me today is Jess Couture. Welcome, Jess, and thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Chris. So excited to be here. And uh, I'm, I'm, I've heard a lot of Jess's podcasts, which we'll tell you about in uh, in a few minutes and later on. But it was when I heard her pop up on one of my favorite podcasts, Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income, that I was like, wow, where is this person? I've got to find her and got to get her on the show. And here we are. We've made it happen. So I'm so excited, Jess. Oh, thank you. I'm excited as well. <laughs> so uh, I've kind of preempted anyone who's following me on Snapchat and anyone who's following me on Facebook would have seen that I've got you coming on today and I've been flooded with questions to be asking you. So we've got a whole list of things to be diving into around the world of websites, but not just websites. Something that I've been stressing about is when you have a website, when you have someone who goes into design work with you, they've got to be great at marketing and branding as well, right? And Jess, I, that just oozes what you do. So what we're going to be diving into might go off on several different tangents, but uh, we'll try and work it back and make sure that people get some value out of what their website should be doing and, and, and ideas for the website and their businesses and growing their businesses. Okay. Love it. Sounds good. Great. Okay. So tell us who is Jess? Where did she, where has she come from? What, like, where are you now? What are you doing now? You've got some exciting plans over the next couple of weeks. Give us a quick rundown on who you are, Jess. Yeah, well, I'm actually living in London now, looking out at a kind of overcast day, unfortunately. <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> great, sure. Funny. Yeah, um, but I grew up in Canada. I was born in France, but I grew up in Canada. And um, I guess in the next couple of weeks, I'll be, well, in the next week, rather, I'll be moving to New York, which is really exciting. Um, but I guess I, I started, I would say I properly started doing websites when I was 12, but I was always running my own lemonade stands and businesses when I, I probably from eight years old, really. Um, and I don't know what it was, but I always had that, that spark to start my own business. I knew when I was older, I'd have my own business and I'd be an entrepreneur. Um, and I just had the most supportive mom that no matter what I said, no matter how ridiculous the idea was, she would always just say, great. Now, how are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Um, and so I think it really changed the trajectory of my whole entire business life because everything that I've done now has just been, basically I've just been following what I wanted to do. Um, but it was around 12 years old. I started um, making very simple websites on a site called Neopets. I don't know if some of your millennial listeners are familiar <laughs> with I, it. I have no idea what that is, but I'm sure other people will. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. <laughs> so it was a virtual pet website and you could feed your pet. You could play games with it. You could take it shopping. 
But one of the elements of that site was you could actually create your pet its own page. And I didn't realize it at the time. I mean, my friends and I would get together and we'd have like Neopet parties where we'd create these pages. But in order to actually do so, you had to learn HTML coding. No way. So <laughs> Yeah. So it was funny because I was introduced to it and it for me, I just thought it was a game. So I had no preconceived notions of coding and it being technical and difficult. It was just fun. And that sparked my interest in web design. And as I was going through school, any class I had to do, like computer programming, digital media, I was in it. Um, and then I guess a, well, like a year and a half, two years after I graduated high school, started off by getting a certificate in digital media, moved to Australia, and I just started to work within digital media. And then from there, I progressed into working around WordPress, then worked with entrepreneurs one-on-one. -on -one. And then finally, I got this light bulb moment because all of my clients the majority of them had tried to make their own websites and they struggled. <laughs> and so I realized that there, which I'm sure a lot of us can relate to. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And so I just felt like there was clearly a demand and I wanted to be able to create a business where I could help people, but make it simple. There's a lot of resources to create your websites where you do need a bit of technical experience. They use a lot of jargon. There's a lot of things that they assume you already know. So I wanted to be able to make something focused on entrepreneurs and just the bare minimum so no coding just making it simple oh yeah um, and that's what i've been doing since amazing and that's taken you you said you moved to australia you're in the uk now you're going to new york in a week's time like you're able to do that from wherever you want in the world right well, that's a great thing and i'm really excited new york will be working with teachable um which is an amazing platform um but yeah that's one of the cool things is just being able to travel and have all those different experiences and, and I think it's important, I just want to stress that, Jess, if you don't mind, because a lot of people I speak to, like, they kind of, they set up their business with the intention, like, often of, like, having freedom, being able to travel wherever they want, and yet they kind of get stuck, and they get sucked into the day-to-day, the -day, if you like, grind of it, without ever going back to, why did I start this in the first place? So, like, I just want to say, like, a huge well done on, like, being able to grow a business and be able to have the flexibility to go and do that and move around the world. That's amazing. And I think it'll be inspiring for a lot of people that are listening. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's interesting. And we were kind of saying this before our call is it's kind of recognizing where you can get help from as well. I think that's a big thing Yeah, definitely. is like getting support from either like an assistant or a VA to be able to do what it is that you want to do and have that time and that freedom as well. 100%. 100%. Awesome. And I'm, I'm going to have to point people to, it's on your website. So that it, you've got to be happy sharing it. Like, so uh, I go on the website, if you go onto the about page, you'll get to see Jess in this awesome backwards cap. No, sorry, a visor, right? Not oh, even yeah. the cap. Um, so everyone should definitely go check out the website, even just for that picture. It's amazing. <laughs> Here, I promise it was in style at one point. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. That's okay. So um, let's dive into the world of websites, right? And I, I think it's great to talk about like the people who are setting up their first website. That's where your uh, your online courses and things are at. So, And there's lots of people listening that I know who are in that realm of setting up their first website or some of them, you know, setting up maybe their second website. Their first one was like they're embarrassed to show people. It's the kind of, yeah, I've got a website, but I don't want to give out the address because it looks so bad type thing. Um, I don't know if you've ever get that before, but and all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And so let's dive into the, that kind of world. Like we'll touch on the technical side of stuff. So when it comes to setting up a website, and I know this is a silly question and the answer is probably there is no set beginning, but where does someone start? No, that's a really good question. And I think that's probably what stumps people first is they think it's a very 
complicated and overwhelming process, I would say the very first thing would be, now I recommend wordpress.org. Okay. Um, the reason why I do this is when you're using a like something like Wix or Weebly or GoDaddy website builder, um, just when you're not hosting your site yourself, you lack a lot of flexibility. And I really am a strong believer in focusing on where you see your business in a few years time. And you want to have a site where if you're going to put a lot of time and invest your time in making it, you want to know that it's going to be able to grow with you. You're not going to have to, you know, halfway through change over to something that can actually meet your needs and what you need it to do. Sure. So wordpress.org, the self-hosted version, um, is just brilliant for that. Um, but what I would say is really think about your domain name. That is genuinely the very first step. Uh, your domain name is like the house address for your website. So it's unique to you. No one else has that name. Um, and just thinking of something that reflects your business, but it's easy to remember. It doesn't need to be fancy, just something that's easy to spell. And then just getting a good hosting company so you can start basically building your website. That would be definitely step number one okay pause so i'm just gonna let's just recap that real quick because you've said several words that had i not gone through this before myself would have completely gone over my head so we've got a uh, domain name which is essentially as you said it's like the www.chriswright.co.uk type thing right that's the exactly that's the domain name so and should people pick their business name should it be something related to what they do does it does it have does that matter it it doesn't it doesn't um the most important thing i would say is have the .com extension if possible. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a local business, so let's say you have a brick and mortar business in London as an example, .co.uk or country specific extension like .ca, .com.au, those probably make more sense if you are a local business. However, if you're gonna be online, .com is what most people are gonna assume your website is at. Sure. Most people are just gonna type it subconsciously just thinking that's what it is. Gotcha. Um, now, it depends on what your angle is. I do think that everyone should have their name as their domain, um, not necessarily to use, but just own it, just because you never know when you might want to progress into using yourself as your brand. As in Jessica um, Tour or Chris Wright or whatever, right? Exactly. Okay, because if you own it, no one can take your name and then start their own thing, you know. Gotcha. Um, but I would say as long as it's easy to remember, no one is ever going to turn you down as a potential uh like they're never going to turn down your services sure. based on your name. And I do know that a lot of people get stumped on this. They want to have a clever name, something that is so catchy. And as long as you can pick something that's clear, simple, um, just pick one thing and then go with it. Okay, great. And I mean, like down the road, if you think of another URL, you can always go and get another URL and link it up, can't you? Absolutely. And you can forward it. So if someone types it in, it goes to your main website as well. Okay, awesome. So, and in turn, then you mentioned like hosting company, which again would be, again, for me before having done all this would have been completely alien to me. That's essentially where your website exists, right? In On someone's server somewhere, but it means that it's accessible. It means that it doesn't go, like you said, it's not .wix or .wordpress or whatever. It's just whatever your URL is. Yeah, I mean, I have a terrible analogy for this. I can't remember where I got it from first. Um, but it's your hosting company is like your cyberspace landlord. So they really just hold that plot of land in cyberspace for you to essentially build your site on. Great. So that's, yeah, basically that's a, all that's they That's a great example. That was, that was a horrible example. So that was a great example. I love it. I wish I could take credit for it. I don't know where I got it from, but um, it definitely works. <laughs> okay, perfect. And And so you've got WordPress for actually getting like the system up. 
in terms of like domain name and hosting company, where should people go? Personally, I love Bluehost. Um, and I mean, you don't have to use Bluehost. I just, I've tried a few other ones and I can just say, especially from someone that's just starting out, uh, you want to make sure you have a hosting company that has 24 seven live support. You want to make sure you are paying for hosting. There's a lot of free options, but when it comes to this, Chris, it's definitely, you get what you pay for. Um, and just ensuring that they have a good track record. So I recommend Bluehost because they are recommended by WordPress. You get a free domain. Their customer support is just by far the best I've ever had. You can call them or talk to them live any point in time. Um, but, you know, please feel free to take some time to compare other hosting companies. As long as it has a good reputation, you should be good. Perfect. And we'll have all these links linked up in the show notes as well that people will be able to go and access so they can go and find those. Awesome. Which should be perfect. Okay, cool. So that, and, and let's not get into the actual like how to like click this button, then put this here because <laughs> because I, I'm, I hope I'm right in saying people can kind of get that through a course that you offer. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. And I, I guess it's probably hard to you on audio being like, True. Over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just right here with my fingers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, perfect. So what we'll do is at the end, we'll direct you over to Jess's site where you can, is it a, it's a free course, right, Jess? I've got a free mini series. Yeah. It just gets everyone started. So, you know what you need to do before you set up your site okay. and all that stuff. Yeah. Perfect. So we can, we can drive them over there for the technical side of it. Uh, that would be fantastic, but let's, so let's dive into it. So someone's sort of got all this bit sorted. They've sort of, they're designing their site themselves. Like, and something I've used in the past as a theme when I haven't had a specific designer take, take hold of my websites. Is, is that something that you'd recommend for people who are just starting out, like go and grab a theme from somewhere? Definitely. Yeah. And themes are what I think make WordPress websites so easy to use and to be able to create something that looks stunning and it doesn't require coding. It You can get it up in literally a couple of seconds. Um, but your theme is like a template and you can choose from, there's so many different ones out there so you can have a unique look, um, but definitely. And then it's really just a case of adding in your content and it will automatically fit in within that design. And one question I get asked a lot is because I'm, I'm always forever telling people that they need to have a blog or a podcast or somewhere that they put content on. WordPress allows you to have that blog, correct? Absolutely. And actually, WordPress originally started as a blogging platform. Great. Um, it's really good for SEO as well. So regardless of your industry, definitely do have some form of content. Perfect. And we'll kind of dive into content and stuff a bit later on. So they, they've got their they've got all the kind of the background bits set up. Now they're, they're looking at their website. They've got a theme. What are the, I guess, let me ask you this first, Jess, what's the goal of a website? What I always say is you want to think about what you want your web visitors to do. Um, I've seen so many websites where people are so focused on the aesthetics and making it look pretty that their bounce rates are much higher and they're just not attracting the right types of clients and the right types of people. Um, So what I would say is when you look at your website, you want to ask yourself first, is it clear what you do? And then the second thing is, is it clear what you want your new web visitors to do? So whether that's a call to action to join, let's say your newsletter, you've got a free offering, or maybe it's just to look at your portfolio and then direct you to your services page. Um, But you always want to ensure that every page that you have on your site has a very clear intention and you can guide your visitors very easily through that process. So, I mean, one of the most popular sites that I always come across is uh, insurance sites like travel insurance. Okay. I, I feel like it's like they do this intentionally, 
I'll go to their site and I can never find the like what I'm looking for. It's sure. always like something else. And I feel like I'm like literally every single time I'm looking for travel insurance, it takes me like two hours, maybe not two hours, like an hour to get <laughs> what I'm looking for. Um, and so that's a really good example. And I'm sure your listeners have probably come across websites where you go to it and you just you just don't know what you're supposed to do. So just ensure that every single page you know, okay, if someone comes to this site or this page, I want them to do this. Great. Even if that's just to read your blog post, just have some form of a purpose. Perfect. So every page, so the, the website should have a goal. And we're going to dive into the aesthetics thing that you mentioned. But so the website should have an overall goal. Like I want, when someone visits this site, the end goal is that they fill in the inquiry form or they fill in like they, they download the free course or whatever. As long as there is a specific goal in mind, that's the kind of, there should be one thing or multiple things. Does it make a difference? It doesn't. Um, you can definitely have multiple goals. It's a little bit trickier to, um, to do. Uh, what I would say is you could have three different things. Let's say um, one of them could be for your free opt-in for your newsletter you're offering. Second could be a link to your services page. Third could be a link to your blog. Gotcha. So they'd still tie in, but it's just your web visitor will have one intention when they're on that page and then it's finding the necessary button. Um, but less is definitely more. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, great. I, and I, I totally understand. I get it. I go on some websites and I'm like, there is so many options and it's going to sound silly, but you, I think people panic and they're like, they, there's so many options that they actually end up clicking off the site and going somewhere else. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we've got a clear intention, like a clear goal. I mean, you've spoken about a free opt-in. And, th- and actually, let me just go back because this is something that I I hear quite a lot. People freaking out. And I guess it's the kind of typical web designer. I'm, I'm going to get slated by web designers and marketers everywhere now. <laughs> but your typical uh, designer who likes to make things pretty versus your marketer who's like, doesn't care what it looks like. It's just got to get like leads and opt-ins, right? Yes. And and one thing that if, if people go and have a look at your site, and I think something that you promote is actually you merge the two together and you get yourself like a killer combination, right? Oh, thank you. So where, so where, when someone's trying to like make things, something look very pretty, but then have a clear kind of goal, like, I guess the question is where, how do you kind of create that balance? How do you kind of go, right, I've got the goal, but I also want it to look pretty and, and what's good enough? You know, when people say, I'm just, it's not ready for people to see yet. I just want to launch it. Yeah, that's a really good like question and point. First of all, I think um, when you launch your site, if you're 100% happy with it, you waited way too long to launch. I mean, <laughs> nice. I share one of my older versions of my website with my students. And it's because when you start, especially if you don't have a clear plan of what you want your branding to be, and you're just kind of creating it as you go, it's not, it's, you know, it probably will look like a hot mess, but you can keep changing it, but it's easier to fix something that's already there than just constantly tweaking a bunch of ideas and, you know, a half created website. Gotcha. So that I'd say is don't panic about that. Um, to combine the aesthetics and the function, um, like something that I think is kind of helpful is you think of it almost like a journey. So if someone's going through your site or your homepage as an example, what is the journey that you want to take them through? So what I've done on my site is there's three things that I want people to do when they come to that page. So I have a headline that says, get started here. And then it has number one. And then that's, I think, to join my community. Number two, listen to the podcast. And three, my free video series. So it doesn't need to be like so many graphics and all this fancy stuff going on. As long as it's just simple and clear and just neatly laid out, 
that is good enough in my opinion great perfect as long as it does the job like and represents you well that's kind of the key right yes and you know what's actually interesting um i'm not sure are you familiar with denise duffield thomas no i feel like i should be though (laughs) (laughs) no no, she's she's brilliant she's from uh, it's a lucky b.com um but she did this uh test so basically she tested her conversion rates from her uh, one of her sales pages before she got this really incredible designer to redo her site and what she did was she got her designer to redesign her entire sales page and it was just done to the nines it was incredibly beautiful fancy graphics all of this stuff and her conversion rate dropped dramatically no way and she was just like whoa hang on a second like i just invested in this beautiful site and what's so interesting about that is as long as you have the information it's clear it's not overly uh cluttered you can still have a very impactful page and you can still get the same results. Um, so don't be intimidated if you don't have professionally designed graphics. Sometimes it doesn't actually mean you're going to get better results. Perfect. Okay, cool. So don't freak out if you don't have all that stuff. Like the important thing is to like get something up there and get going, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. So there are, there, I know there are a lot of people out there and this has been me in the past as well, who you, who kind of use their website. And I think you've kind of answered this already as like a almost a brochure like it's just like lists and lists of everything that they do everyone that they can work with etc etc and actually from what you're saying that's kind of going in the wrong direction we should bring it back to keeping it streamlined i guess yeah i mean i think marie forleo said this and i think some other people have as well it's if you're speaking to everyone you're speaking to no one um nicole rose has a really great example of when you're in a rock concert and that moment when the lead singer goes down and holds like one of the hands of the girls in the front and he sings to her and everyone in the entire crowd feels like he's singing exactly to them, like just straight to them. <laughs> yeah. And it, that's, it's the same thing with your marketing, your branding, your website. You want to have a very clear goal as to who you're speaking to and get very specific on that. And then that way there's so much more consistent consistency on your pages and you'll know what content to create. Um, so yeah, it's just getting it very focused on what it is you want to show, who the people are, and then keeping it simple. And and I know, I know that's gonna that that comment will freak a lot of people out. Uh, and I know this yes. is gonna sound silly because actually, when when you start niching, as it were, when you start focusing on one particular group, you're automatically eliminating a huge potential potential market, right? Why? Yeah. So why? I guess how do we how do we help people or support people and say look you actually need to niche you need to like focus on that one group and, and the people that you enjoy working with and switch off from the others especially when they're new in business and they haven't got a lot of clients or whatever right now it can be quite a scary thing to do it's tough and I mean there have been times I mean just recently where because my branding is very I mean it's very like there's pink it's very feminine uh, it resonates with me and I know there are so many people even said to me, they're like, oh, I really want to do your course, but I'm not sure it just clicks with me or I don't think it's meant for me. And that can be tough to hear. But the thing is, is that when you get very specific, the people that you do want to talk to, the people where you're branding and everything you're doing, it does resonate with them. It really does. And they become and like raving fans. Exactly. And that's how that's where the magic happens, where you really create that connection with people and you feel like you get them because you're creating an authentic brand. And then they feel like they get you because it's just, I don't know, it just, it makes such a difference. I know it feels like you're basically saying no to all of these people. But I mean, if you were, let's say, 
you were looking for a birthday cake for your mom, as an example, okay. and she loved uh, flowers. This is a very terrible example. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving your examples today. Let's, let's roll with this. I'm <laughs> yeah. okay with this. <laughs> yeah. um, we're really working it here. Um, so let's say there's two bakeries that you come across on Google. One is a very feminine uh, like design webpage, and all of her cakes seem to have this floral design, and she specializes in birthday cakes. And the other one is just a general bakery. They do everything. Croissants, they do coffees, they've got like everything that they do. They'll they'll do anything, right? Which one do you think you're gonna be more inclined to choose? hundred percent the first one. Yeah, and it's that's basically how it works with your website, your branding. When you get specific, people are looking for that, they're gonna pick you over someone that does everything. Got you. Amazing. Okay, and this brings us quite nicely. You've even said a word there that I want to pick up on. Use the word authentic, right? Authentic brand, authentic you. And this is something that's being thrown around quite a lot at the moment about, you know, being you, especially if it's like an individual business owner, like a solopreneur, as it were, or whatever, like they're working on their own, they're creating their own business. And they, I then get this whole like argument, not argument, but I guess kind of discussion around what do I want on the website? Like, do I want to put across like this corporate kind of style company and I see lots of individual businesses doing this but then they leave out them they leave out their personality if that makes sense how why should people be putting themselves out there well I think especially nowadays I mean there's so much information online there's so many different websites so many different resources and we're coming to a point now where I think people just want to connect with someone else and I mean, there's been times where I've chosen someone like for their services simply based on who I felt they were and I just resonated and clicked with their personality. And there's just, this is almost like where the magic comes on your site because when you show who you are, no matter how you do that, it allows people to see what it is that you stand for. They understand the story that you've gone through to get to where you are. Um, And it just makes you stand out. So there's no longer competition because no one can compete with you because you're unique as it is. Amazing. And that's what I think is just, I mean, yeah, it's, it's great. So I, 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 do you know what? I've not heard it put like that in the terms of it remove, almost removing competition because no one else is you. Yeah. That's brilliant. I love Easiest that. way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And so, and what, again, we're going to direct people to your website and they should definitely go and look at it because you're right. You have a very, very specific brand and kind of, um, I guess, persona that comes across and people like certain people will immediately resonate with it and certain people will immediately get switched off. And that's the goal, right? You want people to go, I freaking love what she's doing or "Eh, this isn't quite for me. Yes. And you'll find if you're doing like, if you're ever working with people or you've got students, if you have an online course or a program, you're just going to start to find that you're just attracting like your vibe attracts, attracts your tribe. You start getting these people that are just so like minded. I mean, I was working with when I was doing one on one web design services before I rebranded my site, it was very corporate looking. I didn't, I just came up with this professional name off the top of my head. There was no like Jess or Pink or anything in it. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was awful. And I was always working with people that I just, either I struggled to, to get inspired for the projects that we were working on, or they're very difficult, or we just didn't click. And I just thought that was business. I'm like, well, you know what? You get good people, you get bad people, whatever. But as soon as I shifted my brand, all of that changed. And it's just, yeah, you just attract the people that are like-minded. Amazing. And so 
Okay, so this is interesting because you've now gone through that journey of working through with uh, hopefully none of the people that you used to work with are listening because they might be like, oh, she was uninspired while working for me. <laughs> yeah. But, but you've got, and I know there'll be people out there who are currently in that situation. They're working with people and they're a bit like, ugh, like I, I enjoy what I do, but I'm not like inspired right now. And they're working with people who they know aren't like the, you know, they don't totally resonate with them. But how do they then start going? Is it just a bit like going from I'm working with people that I know can essentially afford what I do or want what I do to then working with people that I want to work with? Is it just a matter of putting yourself out there and being you and you'll just attract what those people just sort of come to you as you put yourself out there? Is it that simple? That's actually a really good point. Um, there is a fine balance between just being you and oversharing and just being like, you know, take it or leave it, guys, this is me, and then expecting all these amazing clients to come like waltzing through the doors Sure. versus I would look at it in two different ways. So the first thing is really understanding who you are. Um, one of the exercises I do is very cheesy, but you draw a heart on the center of a page write your business name under it and think of it literally as representing the heart of your business. And then just take some time to jot down different things that make you, you. So not with your business, but you personally. So you could be like, you love to run, you're athletic, you like, um, different brands like Nike. I mean, this is very specific, obviously. Um, but just things that really resonate with you and get clear on what that is. And then finding ways to incorporate that in your site. Great. And the second thing, is who is my target audience? Who is that, and if you can think of one person, who am I trying to attract? And then finding a way to bring both of those together. So if it's someone that is into, let's say, premium products, they want uh, their high-end clients, you want to be able to display who you are in a way that will resonate with them as well. So you can still incorporate yourself, but you just want to ensure that you're being very aware of who you're basically creating the site for. Great. And and something that came up a while back was uh, I, I was having a chat with a guy and he was like, I personally, he like swears a lot, right? <laughs> but he's like, but my, my ideal clients, like they don't like that. So I don't do that when I'm around them. So he's kind of going, do I put that on like my website and my videos of me swearing as I normally would? Or is that going to put off the people that I'm working with type thing? Is that the kind of the balance that you're talking about there? You can be you just like, don't, don't go and swear etc if your target market don't resonate with that or <laughs> yeah because definitely I mean you do you want to be it's silly not to be aware of who you're working with um, and I mean he could incorporate his like his swearing and just see what happens maybe his audience might change a bit um, but I mean you can still be you but still keeping some of that to yourself it's kind of like when you go to hang out with your parents you probably speak differently than you do with like and like with your mates or your friends, sure. um, you're still you, but there's just certain things that you bring out and you, they bring out the best of you in different situations. Um, gotcha. So for your friend, yeah, it's like you don't need to necessarily curse if you know that will turn people off. But just be aware as you're doing that to ensure that you're not compromising on other things. And then you're just basically creating something that you think people are going to like and it doesn't click with you either yeah got you okay perfect so i'm loving the 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 kind of the this breakdown i've I've actually here i've got notes i've drawn the heart on my page here with like so i've got this down so you've got like let's say we've got you talking about like the person who's athletic and that's their kind of their vibe and then they've got their high-end clientele is it do you how do you get that message across because like is it through 
pictures video like how do we get those those kind of stories and who you are across on a website definitely well there's a couple things you can do um first of all and i would recommend this for everyone but getting high quality photos um i've seen so many sites have so much potential and i mean i take the time to read through their blog posts their content and i can say that hands down some of those websites the content is so much more valuable than some of the leaders in their industry but their photos and the design just doesn't reflect that. And so people aren't going to see, and people will determine how much they think your services are worth based on the look of your design before they even look at basically the content. So high quality photos. I mean, a a really kind of cool hack is you can find university students that are looking to build their portfolio. You can get that either free or really cheap, but still high quality um, photos. That's a great one. it's very, yeah, because I mean, like, it's very fair to assume that not everyone's going to have, you know, a couple grand to invest in photos. And sure. I don't think, you know, there's a lot of other things you could invest in with that money. 100%. Um, so, yeah, so check that out. Um, other thing is your fonts is making sure that you've got uh, very clean, easy to read fonts, but you also know where you're using them. I've seen a lot of sites where they basically, they'll incorporate a bunch of different fonts kind of where they want to. And it's kind of just sporadic all over the place. Yeah. Um, So choose like one to two fonts and you know exactly where you're using them in what context. Uh, Your colors, that's another thing, is... Can I... Sorry, Jess, can I just pause you there for a second? Yeah, totally. I'm I'm, I'm talking about your website a lot because I have it up here in front of me right now. When you're talking about fonts, and I think if you look at, Jess, at your website, you've got like websites made easy and the the kind of... The the word easy is in a different font and it's a nice handwritten style... um, like font right and you yeah. use that same handwritten style font to like uh bold i guess or kind of get certain words to stand out but that font i instantly kind of get a feeling of who you are even if i just saw that font you kind of already know does that make sense yes totally and that's what i call a contrasting font um and i i love using so like having a very simple like a sans serif font so nothing too crazy very easy to read and then pairing it so like font pairing with something that you can use a cursive font um, or it doesn't have to be. It could be just like a kind of a bold or unique looking font, but it adds some depth, it adds some personality to that design without even having to do anything. It's Got just it. really. Perfect. Um, yeah, so fonts are a cool thing to play with and just colors. So less is more. Um, love your white space on your site. I, I know a lot of people when they start, they feel like they have to just cover it because if they don't, it looks too simple. It looks like, they didn't know what else they could do with their page. Um, but there's a lot to be said for just open space, uh, just keeping it neat and simple. Amazing. So we had uh, high quality photos. We had fonts that you can use two different fonts or, you know, as long as they're used within the right places and space and loving your white space. So the colors on the website, again, the colors resonate, colors resonate you and and what kind of is it again is it colors that you like or is it colors that you think your target market will like like is that again coming back to you yeah it's that balance so definitely i mean i went a very bold direction i was just like i love pink so that is what's gonna be on my site (laughs) (laughs) however though my audience are mostly female entrepreneurs Gotcha. so that really worked well and i got my message across clear um but a really good resource is design seeds i believe it's design-seeds.com and it's basically, you can choose, they give you all these different color palette options, but they're perfectly combined color tones 
So you don't need to know, like if you want to have, let's say blue as your website, like throughout your website, you can find other colors that pair really nicely with that shade of blue. Um, Great. So that's kind of a nice way of doing it without having to be too uh, onto like color trends. Perfect. Got you. Okay, cool. So we've got, um, let me just recap, pictures, colors, fonts, anything else in terms of getting you and being, you use the word authentic, being getting your authentic self across on a website? I mean, personally, I love using your boat page as that opportunity. Um, Nikki Ellidge Brown does make a really good example. She's all about like copywriting. And she says that your boat page, you should have just, you know, something that's uh, clear, tells what you do. And then having like a, here are some other bits about me or just adding some personality. So you've got like still the professional part where people can read and get to know actually what it is you do. And then below that, you can add in some fun things. So like you're saying, I've got the hood of me with my backwards visor, which I really <laughs> debated if I wanted to put that on the internet, but I did it. Um, but it's just, just kind of funny stories or how did you get started with your business? What, what are some fun hobbies that you have? Um, and the funny thing is that when you do that, you'll probably find some people or potential customers. I mean, I've had people that have, when I was doing one-on-one work, they simply hired me because I saw my flash mob video my mom's or up for my mom's birthday. And they're just like, I don't know why. I just really liked it. So I wanted to work with you. So it's like, <laughs> it's weird, but you'll find people will click with just little things that make you, you. Um, so add that on your about page, find some kind of fun facts or just, um, just some unique things about you. Amazing. And and I know that there'll be people that are thinking, well, you know, what I do is like, I don't, con- they don't consider themselves interesting. Right. I think mm. we're, we're the, uh, I, I, especially in the UK, we, we're not very good at like putting ourselves out there in terms of, Hey, I'm great type stuff. Right. <laughs> and I think people kind of freak out about it. What, what do you say to someone who's, who you're, that you're dealing with them on a website and you're saying, Hey, put this about page on, get some cool stuff about you. And they're thinking, well, I don't have any cool stuff. Like where do they start? Like what kind of stories should they tell on that page? Yeah, that's a really good point. And I mean, I totally get it. It can be, it can be scary. I mean, if we're honest, like it is scary putting yourself out there and especially where you can't hide behind a business name and just a very generic looking site. Um, but what I would say is just, it, you don't need to be super, uh, clever with this and I think a lot of people think when they have to show who they are it has to be the most either funny or inspiring story about themselves and so it just feels like very overwhelming and they don't know they're like well how on earth am I going to think of something like that but I mean something simple like uh I think it's Adrian Dorison she's got I think the podcast School of Self Mastery and she has a photo of her and her dogs and she says she's a dog mama and she loves dogs gotcha. and that's her story and like I know her as like Adrian, the girl with the dog. Yeah. Just something that you love. I mean, if you love video games, you can say that and be like, this is my score on, I mean, don't play video games. <laughs> this is my score on. Whatever. Yeah. You know, something like that. It doesn't, as long as it's you and it's something that you're like, yeah, like, you know, if, if my friend were to say something about me, you know, it would be this or oh, yeah, he loves playing video games or he loves soccer or something like that. That is perfect. And that's something that will still resonate with people on your site. Gotcha. And it, and I guess like you've said there, like people a hired you because of, of your uh, flash mob video, but also <laughs> it, it automatically gives people a topic of conversation, right? They're like, hey, I saw that you did this this thing or hey, I hear you're into computer games or whatever. Like it instantly allows that kind of conversation starter as well, I guess. Yeah. And it's a great way just to like, you know, stop the small talk and just be like, cool, like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. just get right into it. <laughs> No, it's, it's nice. And it builds a nice connection too with the people you're working with. 
Awesome. Okay, cool. So uh, let's let's start bringing this to a wrap up. I'm just going to do a quick summary of of everything. So in terms of the technical side of stuff, we covered like if starting your first website, building your first website, go to uh, WordPress and get a, uh, a a site from there. Go to Bluehost uh, as an example. There are others, but Bluehost is one to get your domain name and your hosting and themes. Where should people go to get themes? I haven't got anything written down here for themes. Where should people go? Yeah, there's a few things. So first of all, with um, WordPress, you can actually, with Bluehost, there's a one-click WordPress install. So you can actually install WordPress right directly in the back end of your hosting. So it just makes it super easy that way. Great. Um, for themes, a uh, couple of different resources. If you check out StudioPress, um, that, those are parent themes. So uh, they work off the framework Genesis. It's um, just like a very simple like template, I guess you could call it. Okay. Um, so Studio Press is a great one for just different styles. Uh, for feminine themes, you can check out AngieMakes.com, Restored 316, Woo Themes, uh, the guys who created WooCommerce. Yep. They've got some really awesome themes as well. Um, there's so many out there. As long as you find one that has like a good track record, and even if you know people that have worked with it personally, um, that would be the biggest thing because, I mean, you can get free themes as well, but it doesn't mean that they've been coded properly. Sure. Okay, cool. So I'll link those places up in the show notes as well. So they've got that. And then in kind of putting that all together, we're going to, in two seconds, direct them over to your site to go and grab your uh, uh, your free little mini course, which would be amazing. But then oh, I think you. the, the like, really the kind of the most exciting thing for me is allowing people to be themselves and get across, as you said, their authentic self, their authentic brand on their website and it being okay to do that. And we've dived into all kinds of stuff there about how to do that, why to do that, what's key to have on there. And I think basically it's kind of coming down to be you, make sure that you get you across, whether it's in mini stories, whether it's in the photos, the fonts, the colors, like it's, it's okay to put you across absolutely uh, yeah. we we've even dived into the kind of keeping the, the the whole goal of a website is for their a specific action from the person visiting whether that be your free opt-in going to your blog or going to check out your services and then requesting a a, a a consultation or whatever it is that they're doing and just keeping it really clear and nice and just concise concise i guess is the word don't get too waffly around it <laughs> totally okay perfect so that was, that's absolutely amazing. I'm sure we've covered more than what I've just kind of done there, but that I'll kind of highlight key points in the show notes. Where, final couple of questions, Jess, before we go. First one, where can people find you and where can they get more information on getting started on their websites? Yeah, well, thank you. Honestly, this has been an awesome interview. Really happy to have done it. Um, my free video series is at DIYWebsiteAcademy.com. Um, if you just want to say like, hello, you can go to jessicator.com or facebook.com forward slash jessicator. I'm always on social media, so <laughs> yeah, it's great to connect. Perfect. So over to, just repeat that website again for the mini series. Yeah, it's DIYWebsiteAcademy.com. WebsiteAcademy.com. Perfect. And uh, connect with you on social media. Which social media? Facebook? Is that the place, best place to get you? Yeah, Facebook or I'm just trying to use Twitter a bit more. I've been very hesitant or like pushing it off but i'm on it now okay cool. um, so it's jessica facebook.com forward slash jessica Tor. perfect and we'll have that linked up in the show notes as well thank you and then one final question for you jess before i let you go 
what what's one thing that you would like to leave the listeners the entrepreneurs the business owners out there with as a, a parting kind of tip message anything that you'd like i would say um know that you are enough um and i say that in the sense of a lot of the time we can definitely be a bit hesitant to put ourselves on our website uh think it needs to be perfect before we launch thinking we have to have the best stories and branding and photos before we launch and just recognizing that you are enough everything is going to constantly evolve and update and change so don't let that hold yourself back from actually starting and getting something going amazing that was fantastic what a way to end the uh, end the interview jess thank you so much for joining us today uh, i've appreciated it. i'm sure everyone listening has greatly appreciated you being here as well thank you so much and everyone go and connect with jess Oh, thank you so much, Chris. This has been fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Jess, I, I hope you have a safe move to New York. I hope you have a wonderful time out there and uh, go and enjoy yourself. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> awesome. See you later, Jess. Thanks so much, Chris. Bye. Wow, wow, wow. What an incredible episode. I think you'll agree. So many tips for starting your website or perhaps making improvements to your current website to take it to that next level. So what I want you to do is head on over to level10living.co.uk forward slash one seven to get all the show notes, the links, the resources that we spoke about in today's episode. And make sure that you connect with Jess as well. Reach out to her, say hi, connect with her on Facebook, go and do her free mini series course and just go and say hi. And if you have enjoyed today's episode, then I'd, I'd like to ask you to do me a quick favor that will take 20 to maybe 30 seconds. If you could head on over to iTunes and leave the podcast a rating and review, I would hugely appreciate it. That's all from me today, guys. Until next week, see you later.